freescripturebooks.org. The Knowledge of God. My name is Jeff, and we're studying on judgment, doing a word study on judgment, and all the different types of judgments. There is the very basic judgment, in fact, an elementary judgment, even elementary kids should understand and know, uh, which is eternal judgment, but there are other judgments that God does, the judgment seat of Christ, the white throne judgment, even judgments on everyday life that are that are more complicated, that takes, takes a deeper level of the knowledge of God, and we're going through through some of those things. But we're going through some of the basics of judgment first. This one is called eternal death, hell, and the lake of fire. You know, we talked about... Uh, um, eternal life, uh, the kingdom of God, and heaven, but but and those are for that. Those things are for those who receive Christ. There's three places for those who do not receive Christ, who deny Christ, who deny Jesus in their life, either through word or through continuous life of sin, without uh, repentance, rejecting Jesus and what He did on that cross, putting Him to shame twice over. The scripture talks about there's eternal death, hell, and a lake of fire. Eternal death is in the spirit you'll never have life hell is something of the soul you know people experience hell on earth a little taste of hell on earth if your thoughts are not right it can be hell if your emotions are out of whack it can be hell if your will has always been stomped on and you don't get what you want it can be hell then there's a lake of fire which is a physical place which is for the body so eternal death is for the spirit a hell is for the soul and the lake of fire is for the body so let's get on to uh, john Chapter 17, verses 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So eternal death, eternal life is for those who know Jesus. Eternal death is for those who do not know God and do not know his son. Some people say, I know God, but you I don't know. First he said that to Jesus. And Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's just like the Father, spit an image. They don't have any you know difference of opinion they are you know they have the same opinion the same view on life you know we think seem to think that god is full of wrath of the old testament and jesus is just full of love and you know and so it's different but you find out that you know that jesus same yesterday and forevermore you see him you see jesus you know incarnated or, or or different ways in the old testament and you see jesus in the book of revelation doing the same thing some of the same things his father did in the old testament so their judgments are true because Jesus did not seek his own judgment. So, so Jesus looked at the Old Testament. He's you know and saw God make his judgments. He was not against that. He didn't try to say, God, you're just too rough. You're just too hard people. We need to lower the standard. We need to have more mercy. Some people think that Jesus is holding back, you know, God because God is just ready to come at us. That's not true. Jesus is just like the Father. Jesus has the same feeling for the injustice as the Father does. And Jesus and Father has the same idea of mercy that Jesus has. Remember, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. God's character did not change. God didn't come to a epitome and say, you know, I'm just kind of too hard on people. I should be more loving, more caring. No, God is the same God. God is consuming fire. But he shows us mercy. God showed himself and, you know, in his son Jesus. So eternal life is for those who know Jesus. Eternal death is for those who do not know God. You know, if you go to, if you have eternal death, there's a, you know, right now people who are called to be atheists or agnostics, agnostics, they have an occasional thought of a higher power. If you heard some of the twelve steps program, you need to believe in a higher power, where the higher power is Jesus, because there is no other higher power than that. You know, I know some people that call themselves a hopeful agnostic. They occasionally have a thought of a higher power. But when you don't believe in the one true God, the higher power is really you. 
you think you can get yourself out of any situation, that you can come together. And even people think they can come together like the Tower of Babel. If we can just come together, we can stop the judgment of God, you know, because God created, you know, that flood of the earth. So we build a tower up high enough that God can't even bring their waters up high enough to kill us all. But if you only have a cape, but those who do not believe in Jesus Christ only have occasional thought of a higher power. And if you go to hell, <laughs> you're not going to have any thoughts towards God. When you go to hell, all thoughts, because you didn't want to believe God now. You look at Romans, they refused to thank God when they knew God, when they, when they had a thought of God. But if you go to hell, you're not going to have any thoughts whatsoever for eternity that there even is a God. Because you're going to think, because you lived as if you were the God, you made the rules, you made the laws, you decided what was right, you decided what was wrong, you decided what was light, you decided what was dark. And so you're going to go to hell with no thought of any any higher power and you're going to be stuck and you can't get yourself in a situation with no hope because there's no Calvary there's nobody that can save you because in your own heart you are the highest authority in your life and you're not going to have any hope because even if you because if you even had a thought there was a God at least you could say you would have some hope that maybe God would have mercy on you but you're not going to have any thoughts of God whatsoever in hell and there's a whole, I'm not talking about a whole teaching on hell. I could show you some of the scriptures what I'm mentioning here. Um, but if you know, but if you know, know God, then you know my doctrine is true. Like Jesus says, if you know, if you hear from God, you know God, then you know what I say is true. And I'm not hiding behind that. But but this this thing is about judgment, and I don't want to do a whole teaching on hell right now. The minimum wage of sin. You know, we talk about minimum wage of sin, and we commit sin. You know against your husband against your wife you can lose your marriage you can get sins against your employer you can lose your you know lose your job but and you can have hell on earth because of minimum wage of sin but there is a maximum wage of sin which means you don't receive jesus as your only savior and lord you live life the way you want to you make god who you want to be in your own image in your own likeness we know you know, you, you, you try to ventriloquist a God, you know, ventriloquist to give voice to a puppet. So you make your own puppet God and you, you know, you put all your own words in, in, in the mouth. And so, the, so you're going to get the maximum wage of sin, which is eternity away from the presence of God. You're going to have blindness in hell. The scripture talks about light a lot. Jesus was, you know, came into the world to bring light. You know, and so blindness, not only will you have the blindness of them not being a sun and a moon and stars and not any bulbs, but you're also going to be blind, which means your eyes are not going to be seen. So you're going to be twice, twice. So it's going to be bitterly dark because you're going to be completely blind in, in, in spirit, soul and body. Your eyes physically are going to be plucked out in the soul. You're not going to have any foresight in your spirit or only going to have eternal death. No eternal light whatsoever. Romans 4, 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What's the opposite of that? Is, 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 uh, you know, hell where you can't eat and drink or have righteousness, have no peace and have no joy of the Holy Spirit. You know, we eat and drink and all is all to live for right now. People say, tomorrow we die, eat and drink now for tomorrow we die. A righteous man is based on doing whatever is right. Whatever I think is right is righteousness. But it's not right with God. All peace is feeling-based, not fact-based. So we're talking about hell on earth, which will, which will be even greater when hell is in the center of the earth. If you go there, all peace is feeling-based and not fact-based whatsoever. No joy, only temporary uh, pleasure to please the body and temporary happiness for the soul. You know, it's three words I've, you know, I've used about you know, spirit, soul, and body, about happiness. You have joy, 
which is you can have joy even when every, when you're sick and even when everything is going wrong. And then you have happiness. Happiness is based on you being happy because what's happening is good, which is what your soul is. You know, your, your mind, your will, and emotions are based on happy because of what's happening. What's happening. And then, of course, your body is about pleasure. You know, eat, drink, you know, uh, your mouth, what you touch, what you feel, what you smell, what you hear, and so forth. So you have uh, your spirit, joy, your, which only uh, people in Christ can have that joy of the Lord. And then you have uh, your soul, which is based on what's ever happening. If it's, you know, if it's good, you're happy. If it's not, you're not happy. And then your body, it's only pleasurable by the things that you like and not pleasurable. Well, in, well, in hell, you're not going to have any joy for your spirit. You're not going to have any happiness for your soul because it's just not going to go your way. And your body is not going to have any pleasure whatsoever, not even a drop of water for your tongue. And, you know, no pleasure whatsoever. So you do not want to go there. And then verse 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. I'm read the last part of it. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Let's begin at the beginning. It says, For after all, after it is all only just for God to repay the affliction for those who afflict you and to give relief to those who afflicted who are afflicted and to us as well when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flame and fire, dealing with retribution to those who do not know God. So Jesus coming to deal with retribution. So if you think that Jesus is different from the Father, then you need to reread this scripture. Of his mighty angels in flame and fire, dealing with retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Those these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of his power, when he comes to be glorified in the saints on that day, and will be marveled at among all who believe for our testimony to you who has believed. So if you go receive these three strong cord, and we talked about a three strong cord about, you know, about God and, you know, receiving, uh, um, uh, receiving, you know, eternal life and receiving eternal life for your spirit and receiving the kingdom of God for your soul and receiving heaven for your body. Well, hell's going to be the same way where you receive eternal death in your spirit, you know, and, and receive it, you know, eternal hell in your, in your soul and the lake of fire for your body which is a three-strong cord that cannot be easily broken. And if you go to hell, it can't be broken. If you go to heaven, it can't be broken either. So if you go to hell, there is no presence of God. You'll never feel presence. You'll never feel good. Even if it's a sinner, you know, it's the mercy of God that we're not consumed, as Jeremiah says, even living a life of sin and doing things we do. There is no knowledge or no thought of God in hell whatsoever. There is no glory to be seen, no glory to be had. You know, there's no stronger buddy. I, I got, you know, I'm going to drink with my friends in hell. I know people in low places and we're just going to party. There's not going to be any of that. There's not going to be any glory. There's not going to be one person who's stronger, who can endure more than the other. It's just going to be hell and no power to overcome anything. No matter what struggle you have in hell, you will not be able to even lightly overcome it. So you do not want to go there. And you're asking, how do I make sure that I do not go there? The way you make sure you do not go there is know that God created the heavens and earth and everything in them. And that one day God created a, a woman, I called, I called a man, Adam, and, he, and Adam had no wife. And God gave him a wife, Eve, and they bore sons. And, and after many generations, many generations, there came a woman named Mary. And she, and she was a young lady who was, uh, who was betrothed to a man named 
uh, Joseph. But before she get married, before she consumed their, their marriage, she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit and she gave birth to Jesus before there was ever any consummation of, of a physical marriage between Joseph and Mary. And Jesus was born, not of blood of, of, of man, but he was born of blood of God because you get blood from, from, the, from the, um, the seed of a man, not from the blood of a woman. So Jesus, or the Father, put his blood in, in, into Mary and, and, out, and, and Jesus was born who knew no sin, could know no sin. He lived a perfect life. He didn't know, live any sin in his younger years. He lived no sin in his 20s or 30s. He didn't live sin at all. He did everything the Father required of him, but yet they crucified him. They brought him before three courts of the law, and they, and they could not find him guilty in all three of them, but the people demanded that he be crucified, and so a wimpy, a wimped-out governor, Pilate, decided to go ahead. He was feared man more than he feared God, and he justified that, and he... And he they crucified Jesus, the Son of the Son of the Glory of God, before man, and Jesus became our sins and become the righteous of God. But Jesus, but God thought it was well worthwhile that not to put a righteous man to death. But He raised Jesus from the grave, and Jesus right now sitting in the right hand of the Father in physical body, making intercession for you and me that we may be saved. If you believe that Jesus died to take away your sins. If you believe that Jesus loves you to make you whole, that he has a place and he has a plan for you in heaven for eternity, that he does not hate you, but he loves you. He just wants you to repent of your sins and come to him. You can't, you know, just repent of your sins, but he wants you to come to him and you can be saved today. There's not a single prayer you can say, but you can believe in your heart and confess your mouth. You know, all I said was, you know, Lord, I surrender because I don't know what you want. And that's, you know, and that may be your situation. You can say the same thing. Lord, I surrender to Jesus because I can't make it on my own. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. You are my Savior. I believe what you that you love me. I believe what you did and paid for my sinful nature. That's how you are saved. Um, freescripturebooks.org. The knowledge of God. Be blessed.